Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Tonight in the broom closet, I want to welcome Stephen from Buckland's Museum of Witchcraft from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm super excited about this. I'm so proud of this museum. They're so full of education and knowledge. How are you, Stephen, tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Stephen, tell us a little bit about the museum and how you got started. All right. So, uh, well... The museum's been uh, around since uh, 1966. Mm -hmm. Our founder, Raymond Buckland, he had come to the U.S. in the early 60s. He was seeking something spiritual and turned out what he was looking for was back home in Mm -hmm. England. And this would be, uh, well, spirituality and the spirituality that is would be Wicca, witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was a student of Gerald Gardner, the founder mm-hmm. of modern Wicca. And uh, Ray essentially brought it back to the States here and uh, founded a museum in the early 60s. And that is what we have here. Awesome. Do you have workshops and things of Buckland's? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we we used to have workshops quite a bit, uh, different kinds of stuff. You know, what is witchcraft, crystals, what are crystals, what is this, what is that? But, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm. has really slowed all that down. Yes. Every once in a while, we'll have them online mm-hmm. via Zoom. Um, but, I mean, that that's okay. That's a nice bandage, you know. Right. But very looking forward to everyone you know, hopefully the vaccines help. Hopefully, um, you know, we can bring this thing down mm-hmm. and we can get back to uh, doing our thing again, you know. Exactly. And that will be a wonderful thing. And hopefully, hopefully by fall, I'm hoping things will get back to pretty much normal. That's, that's what I'm thinking as well. One thing about the pandemic is uh, 
I want to remind your listeners. So it used to be kind of a free-for-all. Whenever you showed up, we'd show you the museum. Mm-hmm. Because of the pandemic, I really have to limit guests. Yes. And uh, that's six people at a time can come through here. Mm-hmm. So it's ticket appointment only. And okay. uh, hopefully, hopefully once we can start having more people here, we'll let it be more than just six. But I don't think I'm ever going back to just for the free-for-all because people really enjoy the tours so much more now. We can talk about the pieces on display. Mm-hmm. We can uh, we can talk about the history, really go into depth. And before, it was kind of eh, not quite like that. And it's kind of awesome because the education in that it must be fantastic. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is... Uh, a lot of people come in here with a preconceived notion of what they think that witchcraft is. Oh, yes. And, you know, let's face it. Now, there is a movement of witchcraft that uh, kind of discounts Wicca in a lot of ways, the modern witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people come in here and realize that there's a place for them here just as well. Although, uh, you know, people might not be looking for something very dogmatic or something that you know let's face it is religious but they'll come in here mm-hmm. and they'll kind of understand what they've kind of been avoiding with wicca which i think is really nice could you tell people what is the most common question that a person comes in and asks you that is not involved with witchcraft or wicca oh you know people think that I don't know, they'll come in here and expect bad vibes, which I think is kind of funny because, I mean, we're the biggest good vibe group that you'll ever come across. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people think that we're like going around hexing people all day. And, you know, I say it's, you know, we're we're out there like baby Yodas sending good vibes out to the world. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, we, I attest to this idea not everyone believes this but i truly believe in the idea that whatever you put forth you get back sometimes it's threefold ninefold thirteenfold all i know is it's really a bad idea to go around cursing people oh i've had some experiences uh (laughs) recently where i've sent some bad vibes out and it came back to me pretty badly so you know what that was a good reminder to me you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah You're uh, you're talking the talk. You got to walk the walk. Yeah, absolutely. And we we don't eat babies. Yeah, that's one thing. Are you curdling milk, baking kids into pies? <laughs> People that walk into the museum don't really ask questions like that. But it's usually when I'm just like out there in you know the rest of the world. People just say really weird things to me. And I'm like, no, (laughs) believe me, the last thing I want to do is eat kids. That's gross. I'm mostly vegetarian. Yes. Yes, I understand that. I'm very much a vegetarian myself. So, yeah, no kid eating. It's not a good idea. (laughs) No. And it's, um, it's really sad because you know that a lot of people actually believe this sort of thing. Yes, I know. It's kind of terrifying that, um. People can get brainwashed so easily to believe that other people can be, you know, the uh, the continual uh, alienation of the other, mm. I guess, is what it really boils down to. 
Yes, and I think I think when people realize and they actually read and do research on Wicca, it's a very peaceful, loving. Oh, very much so. That's one thing that drew me to it when I was very young and still does is the loving with the nature and the celebration of goddess and God. And it's it's an amazing, good vibration feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I completely agree. Um, I wanted to ask you, you, you obviously have met Buckland. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, how best, did I meet him? Yeah. How was your, what's your best memory? How did you meet yeah. that amazing man? So I only, I only knew him a little bit before he passed. So I reached out to him one day. I was working at a place here in Cleveland, another, um, tourist destination here. I was working in the marketing department. I was also the graphic designer there. Mm-hmm. Also working on the website. One day I was just kind of burnt out. and I was like, I'd rather do this for myself. But what would I rather do? Mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I'm, I like museums. These are great. But, uh, you know, there's got to be like something that really, really attracts my interest. And then I remembered reading Big Blue when I was working at Walden Books in the 90s. Oh. And there's a line in there somewhere. Somewhere he mentions owning a witchcraft museum back in the uh, 70s. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I would like to do that. So I just I emailed Ray, whatever happened to your collection. And then everything spiraled out of control. Here we are. Wow. Uh, a couple of weeks after I emailed him, the woman that's the partner in my museum, her mm-hmm. name's Tony. She's actually the last acting high priestess in Ray's coven. Awesome. She uh, called me up. Hey, I heard you want to see the collection. And I was like, yeah. And uh, that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of uh, happens from there. So That's awesome. So yeah, Tony, she was Ray's last acting high priestess of his last coven. Uh-huh. And uh I guess she's current acting high priestess of the same coven, I guess, you know. Um but she was very cl- close with Ray for many, many years yes. and uh she was the person that when Ray was like, "Yeah, I've got this collection of stuff. It's just kind of sitting there in New Orleans." She was like, "Well, we got to go get it." And uh, then it was in her attic. So it's almost like a perfect storm happened. And is she in Cleveland? She's in Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Okay. Which is about two hours from here. So it's just kind of like, why would Ray's collection be in Columbus? Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Did, Did he, he lived in Columbus for a while, didn't he? We lived in rural Ohio. He lived probably about an hour or some outside of Columbus. That is so funny. I had no idea until like six years ago that he lived in Ohio. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a Wiccan, right? So he's following the cycles of the year pretty uh, intently. Mm -hmm. And where is it more dramatic than a place like Ohio? Well, definitely. I agree with that. You know, we get our winters, we get our summers, we get our springs, we get our falls and all the micro tuning in between. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was so sad because it was about Oh, gosh, I wanted to say about eight years ago, he was going to speak in a place in Indiana called Chesterfield. Okay. 
It was like a oh a, Camp Chesterfield, yeah. yes. And I came so close to going, and I think something had come up. Yeah, and I didn't I realize so that Ray had spoken there. That's that's great. I would love to go to Camp Chesterfield sometime. I have some relatives in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Well, if I go to Camp Chesterfield, I'll have to go see them, which adds a little extra, like, time to which prep, right? <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> I think it's an hour from where I'm, I am. 45 minutes to an hour is where the, yeah. where Chesterfield is for me. So do you go there? I have not been there yet. I am planning on doing I hear doing they have it. a wonderful museum. What's that? I hear they have a, a wonderful museum. Yes. I have to. So So So. it's definitely on my to-do list. Now that I've retired from dance, I have a lot more time. And as soon as this virus gets kicked, I'm on my way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's kind of waiting on that, but it'll happen. So, Stephen, what is your favorite, absolute favorite thing that's in your museum that your go-to? Oh, that's super easy. We uh, we have Rosemary Buckland, first American, uh, first Wiccan high priestess in America's ritual headdress. Oh, really? That's and awesome. I mean, I look at that, and uh, I mean, that's that's where what we do emanates out of it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 truly the spirit of the collection. That is awesome. So that's the spirit. We have another piece that I consider the beating heart of the collection. It is our mandrake root. Our mandrake root is over 200 years old. It's mm-hmm. carved to look like a woman carrying children, so mm-hmm. it's a fertility totem. I love this piece. Most of my pieces here, they're 20th century uh, ritual objects. This goes mm-hmm. back. This goes back to the cunning woman at the edge of town, the one who knows the roots and the herbs, mm-hmm. the one that you go see when you're like, hi. My mom said that you could help me with this uh, wart. <laughs> mm. You go see him a few months later. Yeah, I got this farm. I need kids. They pull this out. Presto, change. Oh, you're impregnado. So mode to be. Wow. This. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. Wonderful photo of our founder holding it. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, really, that is, uh, that's my close second. Wow. The rest of it, I all like equals like number three. Well, I just can't imagine what I'm going to see when I get to come there. You know, I'm very excited. One thing I want to point out is we only have 1,800 square feet of display, which mm-hmm. sounds big, but you know, not really. Uh, we have a gift shop, we have display area. But I will say that this room is absolutely packed with pieces from the bottom of the floor to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I I was thinking about doing accounts of artifacts recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at like 170 and I kind of just got bored. I think somebody <laughs> called and I was like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll continue to some other point. So. Wow. I just, I'm just, I, I just think it would just be amazing to see. Do you also have books? Uh, yeah, books so we have a bookstore in the front. Yeah, we well, we have a library uh, that we've been working on rebuilding. Raise mm-hmm. was kind of, um, you know, kind of 
all over the place now. So we're always collecting books. We're always finding books to go into the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping 2022 will actually have a functioning like research center mm-hmm. uh, going. We've rented some rooms above the museum. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a plan. But we also have lots of uh, rare antiquarian uh books for sale in the uh, gift shop plus plenty of like uh, you know we carry new books old books used books and if anybody's listening if you would like to donate books for our library or our gift shop please reach out to me buckleymuseum at gmail.com we uh we love it it's um it's what keeps us afloat and some books are important because they're out of print yeah yeah, we have a we have a number of those. It's uh, we're piecing together a copy of every book that Ray published. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, which. And how many books like did Buckland? Sounds like an easy tech task. I think um, I think it was sixty. Wow, I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, I got a stash of them, but wow, they're still missing pieces all over the place. So wow. I had a a friend years ago that passed away, and he left me his copy of A Diary of a Witch by Sybil Leak. Oh, yeah. We have Sybil Leak's pieces here on display. I love her. I loved her. Oh, wow. So you guys see a new thing that we recently acquired from our friend Tony Kale. Tony Kale is the head of, uh, I believe it's the Southern Hoodoo Museum. Oh, awesome. uh, It doesn't have a place but it's more of an idea my kind mm-hmm. of understanding of it but he sent us the um uh, i don't know what you call this it is from the funeral of Sybil leak it's the card so oh, oh wow in loving memory of Sybil f leak mm-hmm. born february 22nd 1917 died october 26 1982 services 2 p.m october 29 1982 and uh yeah so he just sent this to us and i am so happy oh i bet uh, ray and sybil they were friends they kind of started off as kind of rivals but you know i think after a while they realized hey let's be pals Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) our favorite piece here by her actually authenticated the place to my mom she saw sybil leak's crystal ball and she said oh i remember her she was on dick cavett oh my gosh that's so funny (laughs) yeah so then my mother was like oh so this is the kind of thing that you have here (laughs) i like that reaction i was like ooh. I was like, what did you think? So, <laughs> so you have her crystal ball? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There's a very famous uh, photo of another famed uh, Indianapolis or Indiana person staring into it, which is Lil Bub the cat. You know Lil Bub? No. Uh, she made a lot of money for the local APL. It's a very famous internet cat. Uh-huh. Really, the uh, first piece of uh, publicity that we really had here was her coming to visit, but she's from Indiana, and we took a picture of her with Sybil's crystal ball, and uh, we captioned it that she's 
staring into it, looking at all the fishes she's going to eat in the future. So, Aw. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you get a chance, Google Lil Bub. She's adorable. That's cute. I, I love that. And I love the fact that that crystal ball is with you, because obviously you guys treasure that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Civil League is I mean, truly one of the greats. Oh, and, uh, yes. And she was raised in it. That that was her life. Oh yeah, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah. It, that she's a true like. When people talk about Harry Potter, I'm like, you really need to read A Diary of a Witch by Sybil Leek. It's like she lived it. Yeah. Um. Devin Hunter, who is a author on witchcraft, he was on some kind of t- uh, TV show. I think it was on like NBC or something, where they uh, did this thing like. Who here is a real witch? And it turned out to be Devin. I thought that was so cool because it's like, yeah. wow, truly in the tradition of Civil Leak being on those mm-hmm. kinds of TV shows back in the 60s. Wow. It's, it's, it's just amazing. It truly is. And so how did you get into this sort of thing? Well, I had a very interesting childhood. Um, and very interesting relatives growing up. Um, some of my history, like I've told some people recently, some of the history was on my mom's side. They were all French Catholic with Native American in them. And my great-grandfather was a tea. He read tea leaves. He played music. He was this incredible guy. And so my mom kind of grew up in spiritualism quite a bit. And then on my dad's really? side, okay. yeah, on my dad's side, it was really interesting. His grandmother, great grandmother, was a medium that people would come all from all over, and she loved compacts, those fancy compacts. Yeah, and that's how they would pay her, and she would like give them herbs, all kinds of stuff. Um, one of my grandma's memories of her was. They came to visit, and it was right before she had my dad. And apparently, she did a reading for them, told them they wouldn't last, which was true, actually. And then, like, an hour later, she goes, I'm going to go get some honey. And she scampered up a tree and got some wild honey. She was just a little <laughs> crazy old lady, and she's supposed to been real tiny and really gifted. So yeah. I grew up with all of these stories and even though my mom went to the Catholic Church when I was 13, she asked me, she goes, do you want to remain in the church? And I said, no, there's something more out there. And she goes, okay, I'm going to introduce you to several religions. I'm going to take you places. And I just want you to be spiritual. You don't have to be Catholic. I just want you to be spiritual. So she took us to a Hindu temple, a mosque, a Buddhist temple, um, and then she took us to Edgar Casey's Foundation in Virginia. And then she took me to a Wiccan ceremony. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, this is familiar. I like this. This is, I'm comfortable here. So I kind of, you know, she got me for my 16th birthday, she got me my crystal ball, my cards. She got me books. She always said, though, I want you to always be kind. I always want you to be spiritual. And that's just how I grew up. Right. And anything that's 
paranormal to other people. It's just a normal part of life. You see something walk across the living room that's not there. It's just life. It's just part of nature, not to be feared. So I had a really unique childhood that way, and I was I was blessed. So that's yeah, how I became like enamored with it, you know. And yeah. it's so vast. You can you can learn so much from everybody from it. It's amazing. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I really love about the occult is I don't think I'll ever stop learning about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like a guy like Ray absorbed everything at all times. So, uh, you know, he probably had a head full about as much stuff I know when he was 25. But, you know, we're not all that gifted. No. <laughs> he was amazing, actually. He he really was. Because I would just sit there and I would just ask him random stuff. And he mm-hmm. he knew all of it. It's still, you know, like this, this is stuff that hadn't like sniffed it out of his head. And uh, me, I learn stuff. I forget things. I pick up new things, you know. <laughs> so always just kind of swirling around. I think Buckland was a genius, actually. Mm-hmm. And he retained all of that information, and, and it was part of his being. Yeah. That's what made He really him. was probably the smartest guy I ever met. Oh, I think he would be just from reading his books and, yeah. you know, seeing him speak. Good sense of humor, too. Did he? That's Well, that's, yeah, that's one thing that I want people to know about him is uh, just very funny. Oh. Like, not even like, I mean, some of the jokes were a little corny, but it wasn't like deep <laughs> dad dad joke territory. There was always right. this like, there's, there's some really beautiful humor they gave. And sometimes I get chastised by uh, guests because... You know, like, Ray, uh, we like to laugh here. And part Mm -hmm. of us laughing here is honoring Ray. Because the night I met Ray, he was actually uh, performing comedy at some rural hotel in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, to raise uh, funds for his friend's comedy. Or he was raising funds for his friend's library. He is the... uh, his friend was the head of the Holmes County Library System, uh-huh. and they were trying to make some money for the mobile, the big, uh, the book mobile. Uh-huh. And Ray was headlining a comedy night, and it was oh just gosh. really, really fun and silly stuff. But you know, we try to keep the mood light here because uh-huh. you know you walk into a witchcraft museum, but. I know people are expecting me to be like lurking in the corner, right? <laughs> Dressed in black. Just being like, yeah, just be like, <laughs> yes, welcome to the abyss, you know? And that's not really what we're all about here. So, you know, people come in, try to have some fun with people. Hey. And, uh, you know, and a lot of that has to do to honor Ray. I had no idea. I always pictured him very charming. Oh, he was. But comedy, that even makes him more endearing Yeah, in my head. Yeah. It's a funny, elegant man, you know? Yeah. With Good so much knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was, what was the most insightful thing he said to you? Uh, probably. That, that really probably grabbed your heart. Those lines. 
probably along those lines because uh, he told me about some of his friends, you know, and mm-hmm. he'd be like, you know, you'd be having a good time with them and then somebody would come up and all of a sudden they change their whole demeanor and try to seem mysterious. Yeah. And that's just no fun. <laughs> and uh, I think that is maybe one thing that I really, really, really resonated with me. He, um, another thing is he was very generous, generous mm-hmm. with his time. And I always try to be as well because like I would, you know, he's a famous writer, right? So uh-huh. we opened yes. and I needed to uh, send out press releases, right? So I would send him these things. I'd be like, Ray, could you take a look at this before I send it? And he'd send me an email back being like, well, yes, uh, perhaps this evening I will get a chance to. Very busy. And then 20 minutes later, he will have rewritten the whole thing, (laughs) you know, cut out part of it, added part of it, explaining to me exactly why he's making these edits and uh, what I can do to, like, think about this in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, what a generous guy. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Did did Buckland have children? I know he that's did. a he did. Okay. And do have they followed steps. his footsteps, I suppose? Uh no. I think it's more just like that's dad's thing. <laughs> that's awesome. That's dad's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Who else have you met that has come into your museum that has impacted you and the museum? Hmm. Uh, well, so Little Bub is a big one. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite contemporary witches, Brie Luna, known as the Hood Witch. She <laughs> wandered in one day. That was really phenomenal. Always loved her her <laughs> work. Um. One of my favorite metal bands when I was a kid was Entombed. All the drummer was here with his <laughs> band, Lucifer. That was really, really cool. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think the people that stand out to me the most that wander in here are the non-celebrity ones, but just people that, you know, mm-hmm. I talk to just have a really good time and I share their experience that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nima. So there was a ceremonial magician from Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a long story, but we have some Aleister Crowley pieces, the beasts uh-huh. on display. So Aleister Crowley had a student named Kenneth Grant. Mm-hmm. I really loved Kenneth Grant's work when I was, well, when I was about 20. I used to write him letters. I never heard back from him. <laughs> But a few months after we opened, a guy named Dennis, all uh, from Fort Wayne, actually, mm-hmm. he came in and our or uh, yeah, so he came in and he donated a letter from Kenneth Grant to the collection, hmm. and uh, well, a couple months later, a woman named Nima shows up. In Nima, she was always in Kenneth Grant's books. So this is a person who, you know, I've been thinking about for years and years. Mm-hmm. She's in my place. She donates a sketchbook to the collection. Wow. She passes away a few months later. And, uh, well, you know, 
really yeah. that was really special we actually have some rashes stashed really? over here so yeah it was uh her uh her widower realized just how much that Nima meant to me so mm -hmm. he's brought some other ritual items here and uh that is very cool yeah a lot of the people that have come in here have left my friends people i probably know for the rest of my life oh i'm sure definitely it's almost when i told some of my friends that didn't realize where the museum was they were very excited oh cool they were like we've well, got to make a road trip and i'm like we definitely will book tickets online first though Gotta oh say that. yes um one thing is is saturday and sundays like they sell out really quick mm -hmm. people still come up hey can you get us in it's like uh no sorry <laughs> um i'd love to that would be good cool. uh you know so get your tickets online a few other questions i have for you um a lot of people ask me about hollow's eve yeah what's halloween mean to a witch what does it mean i'm gonna have you explain that because people just don't get it sometimes i mean all right so this is the way i understand it from ray's writings mm -hmm. and uh personal experience this is a time when uh you know the veil is the thinnest between our world and the next world so it's a time when uh, the spirits of the people that came before come and hang out with us, mm -hmm. a time when we can hang out with them. It's also the Wiccan New Year, mm -hmm. and it's a time to celebrate. Uh, it's the beginning of the dark half of the year, the time when the horned god of witchcraft, he, uh, the high priest of the coven gets uh, coronated to run the coven for six months even though we really know it's the high priest is still but you know yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's the time between um i mean so we have Samhain, halloween yep. and that becomes the time of the uh, the horned god and it goes until Bates beltane mayday and mm. i mean let's face it mayday that's when summer begins really oh yeah yep my favorite time summer yeah me too it's um yeah i always joke because like this time of year my year has already been booked so much that i feel like my summer is over already oh <laughs> you know because i'm just like and then we do this and then we do that and then it's halloween <sighs> and then it's november and then it's December, and then it's January. You're just and then it's you're just February. moving the year on too fast for me now. You can't that's, do that. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know. You got to enjoy every I, moment, Stephen. I try to. Every I try. moment. <laughs> you know. The next. That's question. one thing I liked about the uh, lockdown last year. Oh, you had to stop. You, you yeah, had a chance to I stop. A, I, I went hiking every day. I could see the micro tuning of uh, nature. Yes. In ways that you don't really get to see when you're like rushing to uh, open your place every day, rushing mm -hmm. to your office. So, you know, in some every ways, day I'd go hiking. It was and, a sad time. In other ways, it was time for us to reconnect. Yeah. With spirit. Yeah. And uh, 
that was actually really nice. Next thing I'd I'd like you to inform people of what the okay. what the horn god is, because we all know oh. what the general public think the horn god is. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the thing is. Uh, Sometimes people ask me, like, how can he be the Lord of the Sun and also the Underworld, uh, the Lord of the Winter, um, uh, Death? And I'm like, well, I mean, Wicca at its core is a mystery religion. So, you know, if I have quick answers for everything, I think that takes away quite a bit of the mystery. Yes. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, the Horned God, it's... Uh, goes back to Baphomet of, you know, the Knights Templars, and much before that, we have Pan. Mm-hmm. And a uh, representation of, like, elements of nature infused with man. Yes, yes. Of course, the, pe- the question I always get when I say horn to God from people is Satan. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, and I say... No, no. Wicca is much older than Christianity. It's like, no, so, no, 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 know. we don't have Satan. And they don't, yeah. under, they just don't get that. They don't understand that. Well, I believe that you have to take responsibility for your own poor decision making. Absolutely. There's nobody on my shoulder whispering in my ear, telling me to do something awful. It's me that, you know, it's the worst aspect of myself that tells myself to do something awful. And, uh, you know, there's nobody to blame but yourself. Exactly. And I think that's really the saddest part about it is the scapegoating of, uh, I mean, Satan, the idea is just so puritanical. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you need somebody else to make you go, go, go be wild. You know, that's <laughs> not part of you inside of you. This is something else. Yes. Wow. Next, the one thing I've always been interested in is books in ancient languages. Do you have any of those in your museum? Books in ancient languages. Uh, well, I have one on loan right now, Natural and Unnatural Magic by Johannes Faustus. It's in mm-hmm. old German, and uh, it's a great tome on ceremonial magic. We could read it, probably call something nasty from down below up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't speak old German, thankfully. Yeah, I'm not any good at those verses. That you, uh, yeah, I don't get German. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a beautiful book. Actually, it's only on loan for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I borrowed it from my sten- uh, friend Stephen Romano from New York. Mm-hmm. He is a, a great collector of arcane art, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, if your listeners want to hear it or see it, it's only on display until uh, April 30th. Wow. And then it okay. has to go back to New York City. Okay. Gotcha. So other than that, I don't really have anything. Um, we have some things written in Theban, the great witch language, but that's pretty much more of a code than yeah. a language. That's very inter- that's interesting that it was always has been an interest of mine. Yeah. Now can you read that? Can you read that code? Uh Theban? Mm-hmm. Um I I struggle with it a bit. Um, you know, I have to take time. My assistant, Kara, mm-hmm. uh, she's here on Saturdays. 
she's much quicker with reading theming. That would be such an awesome workshop. Yeah, yeah, tips, uh, tips and tricks on how to speak Theban or read yeah, it. Yeah, that would be yeah. an awesome workshop. What events, I know you're not having any this year, but what events are you guys planning for maybe 2022? Uh, well, so we start doing something here um, where during the um, Sabbaths we've been uh, – performing Ray's rituals out of big blue. And right now it's uh, me, my wife, Jillian, uh, my uh, assistant, Cara, her partner, Nate. So, you know, it's been pretty discreet. Hopefully, hopefully when this all goes around, we could start inviting other people to do it. I think that would be really, really kind of fun and helpful to people to see how exactly the rituals are done. Yes, it would. Yes. You know, like, uh, I always love it. Every, I haven't been to one in a really long time, but like the Ordo Templi Orientis, Aleister Crowley's group, mm -hmm. they have a club here in Cleveland. They perform what they call as Gnostic mass. And when people are interested in this stuff, it's a, uh, public showing i'm like just go see the oto see how they do it because otherwise it's very you know abstract mm -hmm. yes so other than that hopefully some public appearances let's see we had a workshop with judica illis on spell casting in february that was great uh-huh we have um my friend Hagen von Tulian from Berlin, he is going to be doing it uh, hopefully in April or May, a chaos magic workshop, teach people how to, uh, you know, create a sigil and go from there. Mm -hmm. uh, just stuff like that. You know, just hopefully more experiences for people to just come in and learn. I think it's awesome what you're doing. And let's see. One more question. I can't find it. It's been it's been one of those weeks. I hear you. How about spirit boards? Do you have those on display? Any any famously owned spirit boards? Uh, we have some that Ray designed. Those are a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we have his Mystic Moodoo board. Yeah. Uh, Ray liked his boards to be circular. Yes. He preferred that to like just the linear. Uh, you know, Ouija style board. Right. Oh, oh, we just got one from a really great contemporary writer on witchcraft, Matt Oren. Have you seen his book, uh, Psychic Witch, float around? You know, it's so funny that you just said that. He just came up on my iPad. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is great. And his book, Psychic Witch, came out uh, last year. It's already in like its eighth or ninth printing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he donated spirit board number one of 50. So, oh, okay. Well, wow. Okay. Yep. He's right here, right on my thing. Yep. So Matt Orrin, his, uh, his book, Psychic Witch, I call it more of a phenomenon. It's just a book. Mm -hmm. Guests come in and they're obsessed with this book. And one of my guests was here last year, and they're like, why, why aren't you selling Psychic Witch? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, well, because, you know, my gift shop's only a certain size. It's hard <laughs> to carry everything. And they're like, no, no yeah, you got to carry this book. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I can't keep it in stock. It just flies off the shelves. So. Wow. I better look into that book. He does oh, look great. awesome. It I- reminds me of like a vintage... Uh, like a Parker Publishing book, if you remember those by yes, any chance. I do. Uh, and it's kind of like a revamped one of those for a modern age. Mm-hmm. It just tells you what you need to know, gives you kind of like some dramatic and fun like uh, bullet points about it. Mm-hmm. And you go from there. It's really, really just, um, just yeah, yeah. I I love it so. We were really excited that he would donate his spirit boards, uh, one of his spirit boards here to our collection. I think that's awesome. He he seems, from anything I've read about him, just in a few seconds of glance, he sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, high frequency, high level of uh, awesomeness. So. There tends to be a lot of people like that I'm running into lately. So blessed. Yeah, you know, I think that's uh, there's a great awakening that's happened, and uh, there's a bunch of these people running around teaching other people how to uh, catch up. Oh, yeah, definitely. How do people find you? I found you Buckleymuseum.org. by Yeah, and you're also you on Facebook. Yes, I looked Facebook, you guys up. Facebook, Instagram, um, weird things to do in Cleveland. <laughs> weird um, things to do. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it is a witch museum, so it has to be a bit of an outsider thing. Um, yeah, find us on Facebook, Google us, Buckland Museum, Cleveland Witch Museum. We're pretty easy to find. And, awesome. uh, yeah, send us a message, come see us, book tickets online. I would. Yeah, don't just show up because I hate turning people away. It's um, if you're the way I see it is if you're cool enough to want to walk into a witchcraft museum. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like how how can I tell you you can't come in? <laughs> it's kind of hard because people are so curious. You know? Yeah. And museums you know, are meant get to educate. So bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this COVID thing's over soon because uh, just we love sharing. So. Well, I am glad you're here, and I want to thank, well, you thank you for coming on here because I just think education really stops a lot of make believe out there. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. who and what what people are is so important in spirituality. Yeah. I want to thank you, Stephen. And hopefully oh, you. when when things get back rolling, I'd like to have you on again to talk about events off and on, if you would be willing. Always. And Always. as soon as I can, I'm going to book tickets and bring some people down because I know a lot of people are itching to see it. Yeah, it sounds great. Stephen, you have a great evening and week. And may you prosper in your yes. teachings. I I appreciate that and back at you. Um, much success to your uh, podcast here. Thank Let you. me know when it airs. I want to check it out and uh, talk to you soon. All right, Stephen. You have a great night. 